This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Back to the Basics from Coach Stone Football. 2021 is the year to go back to the basics with Coach Stone Football Drill Manual Series. It has a combined 300-plus football drills and over 4,000 pages of football intelligence. All of the content within the Football Drill Manual Series builds on each other to offer consistent coaching while laying a foundation. Let's face it, 2020 was not easy for any of us to navigate sports. Whether or not you were fortunate enough to have a season or if your season was put on hold until this year, now is the time to go back to the basics to lay a foundation for 2021. Also new in 2021, the Coach Stone Football Coaching Magazine with four issues this year with some of the best podcasters in the business today. Also one Back to the Basics International Gridiron Football Magazine representing 12 different countries with each article not only in English, but also in the native language of the coach who wrote that article. For more information, go to www.coachstonefootball.com. Again, that's www.coachstonefootball.com. All Armchair Coaching Podcast episodes have been edited by Coach James Heath. Follow Coach James Heath on Twitter at jrockfordheath. And if you are interested in starting your own podcast, contact Coach Heath, and he will help you get set up with everything that you need for podcasting. Thank you, Coach Heath. I couldn't do it without you, brother. Welcome back to the Armchair Coaching Podcast. My name is Coach Sheffer, and we are back with our 2021 College Football Conference previews. This will be episode number five, uh, where we are going to be breaking down the Big 12 Conference. So just a little bit of a recap. Um, if you're just listening in now to one of these previews, we've already talked the Big 10. We did the Big 10 West and then the Big 10 East. And then we decided to go to the group of five. We might be doing that going back and forth between power five, group of five. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Sun Belt. And so now we are on the Big 12. And so to introduce our, uh, our people tonight, you know, obviously I'm Coach Sheffer. I am the uh, offensive line coach at Brentsville District High School. And so I'm going to let the other guys introduce themselves as well, starting with Coach Heath. Please introduce yourself, Coach Heath. Yeah, it's uh, Coach Heath. I'm glad that we're talking about the Big 12. Um, you know, I'm the co-host of this here podcast. And uh, like I said, I'm excited to talk about the Big 12. I plan on being very animated. I uh, can't wait till we talk about Oklahoma and, and, and Iowa State. Because I think that's uh, that's an that's an interesting um, duo, a lot of potential. Yeah. All right, uh, and then go ahead, Coach Steve. Please introduce yourself. I'm Coach Steve. I'm the offensive line coach and run game coordinator at Addison Trail High School, as well as the assistant boys basketball coach and assistant girls track coach at Nequa Valley High School, both western suburbs of Chicago. I have my own podcast and YouTube, um, the Coach Steve Show, um, and I'm just here so I don't get fined from Coach Banstra and Coach Bennett. <laughs> we uh, declined your resignation. All right, uh, Coach Banstra, go ahead and introduce yourself. I am Coach Banstra, the head football coach at Springfield uh, Northwestern here in uh, Central Ohio. Uh, I am also the head of the Please get Steve more YouTube subscribers so we can fire him from this podcast. Um, and I also run a YouTube channel and podcast. Awesome. 
Uh, Coach Bennett may or may not be joining us tonight, um, but he is making picks nonetheless, and so we will talk about his picks as well. Even if he isn't here, we might just talk a little bit of shit on Coach Bennett. Um, so what we're going to do tonight, uh, what we've done in the past up to this per- this point, we've actually split each episode uh, based on divisions within the conference. And so this is going to be a little bit different because the Big 12 does not have divisions. So we decided what we will be doing today is the first episode on the Big 12. We're going to actually talk about the bottom six teams of the Big 12 based on last year's standings. So that includes Kansas State, uh, Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas State, West Virginia, and TCU. Those are the teams that we're going to talk about today. Towards the end, we'll talk about uh, dark horse candidates to break the top four, um, and then maybe some surprise picks, things we might talk about here or there. And then the next episode, we will discuss the top four teams and we'll talk things like, you know, who's going to make the conference championship game? Who, who do we think might have a shot at the college football playoff this season? But first, we need to talk about Kansas football. The Kansas Jayhawks in the 2020, uh, you know, COVID season, they went winless and got a new head coach. And so now they are being coached by Lance Leopold, who previously – was the head coach at Buffalo, having a very good run at Buffalo while he was there, changing the culture there, uh, turning that into a winning program. And uh, coaches, remind me, he was at Mount Union. Is that correct? No, he was at, what was it, Wisconsin Whitewater? Wisconsin Whitewater. I knew it was a D3. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's the one I think at Wisconsin White. There's, there's a Wisconsin Whitewater guy moved up, and then another one moved up. It wasn't Wisconsin. Oh, I don't remember who the one was. But, yeah, I want to say he's a Wisconsin Whitewater guy. All right. So we know he's a D3 guy, and he's won at pretty much every level. Um, But now he's probably taking on his – I would say probably his biggest challenge is trying to turn the Kansas Jayhawks into a winning program, something that Kansas has not had in quite a while, except for one or maybe two kind of weird seasons here or there where they were good. Uh, It hasn't happened in a long time. So – Let's get started talking about Kansas. And so we're going to talk through their uh, upcoming season schedule. We'll talk about all their games, who we think is going to win each of those games. And we'll talk about what we think their most likely final record is going to be. And so first, I am going to give the floor to Coach Heath. Coach Heath, could you talk about your Kansas picks? Sorry, I, I apologize. Let's talk about their games first. So here is their schedule. The first game for Kansas is at home versus South Dakota, who we've kind of had a discussion before is no pushover. And then they have a game at Coastal Carolina, at home versus Baylor, at Duke, at Iowa State, home versus Texas Tech, home versus Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State, home versus K-State or Kansas State, at Texas at TCU and a final game at home versus West Virginia. So now, Coach Heath, would you mind going through your picks for us, please? Uh, one win. I'm going to just be, you know, real cut and dry. One win against South Dakota. I don't see them having a Ice Cube's chance in hell of winning anything. 
so much turmoil in that program. It's sad. Um, you know, you mentioned it earlier. I think Glenn Mason was the last coach to ever be able to do anything at Kansas. Mark Mangino. Mark Mangino. Mark Mangino. All right, fine. One season. One season. What, what, did he have a better record than Glenn? He went like 10 and 2 that year. Did he? Yeah. And then, well, I, then, he got, then he got fired for some stuff that we're not going to talk about right now. Well, <laughs> see, he really didn't help the program at all then. Um, you know, bottom line is I only see one win, and that's South Dakota, period. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say because that, they're just there for everyone to catch a win in conference play. Just massive bias here. Just massive bias. <laughs> uh, Banster, you also have them having going one win. Can you go ahead and explain your uh, your uh, schedule there for us, please? Yes. Um, I, I at least have them upsetting an actual school. I have them upsetting Kansas State because I couldn't find another way to up, find a win. Is I'm I'm biased on the South Dakota game. I really like their offensive line coach. So. Um, that broke the tiebreaker for me. If I have a tie, if I can't make a decision, I just like who 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 do I know that I like? Oh, I know the line coach of South Dakota. Um, that I just think it, it, Lance will win a game somehow. I just don't know. Like he, when you get hired that late, it's just so hard. I'm kind of in the same predicament. Like I got hired June one. Like it is not easy getting hired late. Um, and, and it's a school that historically struggles. Um, I, there's a several games I'm just like, uh, just because I don't know combination. I don't know the conference well. And I just, there's some teams in here that are like, I, I, they could win the South Dakota game. I think they could win the Baylor game. Uh, Duke, I was a little iffy on, but coach Cutlett doesn't lose like badly consecutively. Uh, Texas tech, I was iffy on Kansas state. I was iffy on, um, West Virginia. I was iffy on, but in the end, I just don't. In year one, he's going to win somewhere probably between one and three games would be my guess. I just have it going one and then upset in Kansas State just because it's a, it's a big rivalry game. Um, I Like I said, I, I kind of could have gone either way on the South Dakota game. But, yeah, that's I mean, that's that was – if you got hired in January, I think you can make a little bit better argument. Recruiting class would have been a little different. And he had a lot more time to put in his strength conditioning and – I mean, he, I will say this, he did bring a good staff with him. I mean, he kept the, kept some of the really good, he kept, he pretty much kept all the current staff members he could up to a point budget wise. He still had to let a couple go. And then he brought, I think, what was it, eight assistants with him from Buffalo, including their O line coach and their strength coach, who are both just studs. Um, so, but it's, 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 it's not going to be an easy season for them. But Steve, what are your thoughts on Kansas? Um, real quick, I looked at Gino because we were talking about it. He went 50 and 48 at Kansas. Their best year was 2007. They went 12 and one that year, but that's near here or there. That's the last time I think they were ever relevant, which we've all said it's sad. It looks like a nice school. It's a basketball school. It's a nice stadium. They keep adding on to it. Pretty sad of what it's come to. Um, I know, was it last year? We were all kind of hyped up on them because the coach Dearman was there and we were all hyped up on them. I have them not winning a game. Um, the reason why I picked South Dakota stays because I remember Coach Banster a while back said he liked their O-line coach. I was like, all right, I'm going to go with them. That's what I know. Um, and because it's Kansas. And like he said, getting hired so late. And here's the thing about this. 
you had less miles halfway through his first year or whatever. They changed their offense to coach Dearman's and then they put in coach Dearman's offense. Then everything falls apart. Now you got another coach coming in. They got to put a whole new system in on these kids. Now it's like their third system going. So they have to learn all this. So they go all in 12. If they're going to win a game, it's going to be South Dakota, maybe Texas tech, maybe coastal Carolina or Duke somewhere in there, they would pick up a win. And if you want to say the Kansas state one, maybe, but Kansas state is still pretty good. So I have them losing every single game. They should be a coastal Carolina or stuff, but they're going to be good again. So I don't see them winning a game. They might be competitive in some of these games, but asking these kids to be put in a different system, different, this different, that we're about the third year in a row is going to be a lot to overcome without the kids that they have recruited there. Um, like, like Coach Banter said, it's going to take a couple of years to get that thing rolling. You know, I think Big 12 is defense are catching up too. So we've got to watch out for that here in a couple of years. But yeah, well, 12. A side note to that is, okay, so since in the past 10 years, okay, 12 teams have more than 100 wins, okay, with Alabama peaking 137. All right. Um, do, 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 do any of you want to guess how many wins – Kansas is the second fewest wins in the past 10 years. UMass has 19. Does anybody want to guess how many wins Kansas has had in the past 10 years? Eight. I don't know. Six. 21. So you're 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 averaging you're averaging 2.1 wins a year. UTEP by comparison has 37. New Mexico 37. UConn, who didn't even play a game last year, has 38. So Illinois is better than Kansas in football. Uh, Illinois in the past ten years, uh, they're in the bottom half at forty-eight. I'll take it. Rice has forty-nine. That's that's not good. Um, it's sad. It's real it's, sad to see Kansas come to that. Now you can understand why I forgot about the one year that they went twelve and whatever. Yeah, this is why because it, you get you get totally it gets totally washed out by. I don't even call it mediocrity. Uh, it's just awful. That's always why it's I awful. do remember it, though, is because how bad they were. But like, but remember the one time that they remember that one. Yeah, it's like you know, remember the one time when, yeah. But wow, and the team was yeah. good on NCAA too that year. That's another reason I remember. Yeah. So Coach Bennett also has them going winless. I am slightly different. Um, from you guys, and this might be something that I talk about later. I actually have them at two wins. I think they do beat South Dakota, mainly because, yeah, even though it is Kansas and they've been horrible, they probably do have slightly better talent than South Dakota. So I think they might win that one based on talent, maybe. Um, I also have them up. I don't know if this is necessarily an upset. It depends on how good or how bad Texas Tech is. I have them beating Texas Tech. I think Kansas has played some competitive games in the past few years. Like they've played competitive versus Texas a few times. Um, they play competitive versus uh, Kansas state. I know they played competitive against some other teams, but they just haven't been able to pull it out. I think they do get one more this year because of coach Leopold. And I think they go two and 10. Um, that would be my pick here, but I think, because we've got two guys going with one win, two going with zero, one with going two. 
Uh, consensus, consensus overall final record, uh, one and eleven. Sound good to you guys? That's what I picked. Yes. If we're lucky. <laughs> if they're lucky. So we'll go Kansas consensus uh, podcast pick. We're going to go one eleven for Kansas Jayhawks. Um, if they win any more than that, that will be a surprise. Uh, the next team that we want to talk about is the Baylor Bears. Baylor is being coached by Dave Aranda. Um, and so I does anybody know what their record was last season? I don't remember what it was. It wasn't great. <laughs> I know that. Um, it wasn't great, but he and he made some changes. He hired he brought in those two BYU coaches who were just studs last year. Yeah, so the offensive line coach from BYU, I know he's there. He brought they brought in the OC, who I think also did either quarterbacks or running backs, and then they brought in the O line coach. Because um, Dave Rand is a defensive coach, correct? He's yeah. a defensive guru. Yeah, yeah he's, so. he's considered. I mean, people would argue he's a defensive mastermind. Um, he's been, I mean, he's been all over the place over the past, I don't know, twenty plus years, and he's pretty much had success everywhere he's been. Um, so. Yeah, most likely they will probably have a slightly, at least a slightly better season this year. Uh, I, I it's hard to see them being worse than they were last year, even though they probably were better than Kansas. Everyone's better than Kansas. Uh, so Baylor scheduled this season. Baylor would be playing at Texas State. That's pretty uh, interesting. Actually, going down to a, a group of five team to playing them. Uh, they'll be playing at home versus Texas Southern at Kansas. Home versus Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Home versus West Virginia. Home versus BYU, which we just talked about. Home versus Texas at TCU. Home versus Oklahoma at Kansas State. And home versus Texas Tech. Uh, and looking at the records that we have here, we almost are almost in all consensus except for Bennett there. I think he has them below a winning record. Um, but – I'm going to go ahead and go first this time since I went last last time. I think Baylor is a little bit better than they were last season. So let's say versus Texas State. I think they beat Texas State based on talent. No offense to – I know we were kind of high. Some of you guys were high on Texas State when we talked about the Sun Belt. I'm not really high on Texas State. Um, yeah. I don't I don't really think that's much of a game. Um, they. I think Baylor beats uh, Texas Southern. They beat Kansas. I don't think they have what it takes to beat Iowa State. Um, I think they also lose to Oklahoma State. However, that could be a close game. Oklahoma State tends to have some close games. I think they actually lose to West Virginia. I think we're pretty much split. Three of us picked West Virginia, three picked Baylor. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I think they're very uh, kind of even keeled. I have Baylor beating BYU, which not a lot of us have. I think BYU's down this year, having a new quarterback, losing their offensive line coach, having a lot of coaches leave. Um, now here is where I may or may not get crucified since I'm wearing a Texas shirt and I am a Texas fan. I think because Texas is probably going to have an average year at best with a new head coach, um, and Baylor actually plays Texas pretty tough every single year, pretty much. I have Baylor beating Texas. Um, I have them losing to TCU, losing to Oklahoma, losing to Kansas State, and then winning their last game versus Texas Tech. So we'll go backwards this time. Coach Steve, what are your thoughts? Uh, real quick, six and six was my final record going to a bowl game. Coach Steve, what are your thoughts on the Baylor Bears this season? 
I have them going seven and five. Um, I think they could even be better. I think they'll be better than people think. Um, they have a good head coach. They have a good staff. I know their old line coach is a young, good old line coach they got. Um, I have them beating Texas State, even though I'm one of the guys high on Texas State. But that's going to be great for Baylor to go there. That's something you don't see very often. Have them being Texas Southern, they're being beating Kansas. I am the only one that has them beating Iowa State, and it's because I don't know how good Iowa State will be. Last year they were up and down, up and down. Um, even though they probably should have beat Oklahoma, I'm very curious to see how they look because we talked about before Iowa State is hard to recruit for with Iowa and all of them surrounding them. It's hard to recruit, so I'm curious to see. I did pick Oklahoma State, but that's not a confident pick. Like you said, Baylor could come in and win that game. Even though it's at Oklahoma State, though, that would be a problem. But Oklahoma State usually is up or down. I have Baylor beating West Virginia just because I think defensively they're going to be pretty good. Um, I have Baylor – or I have BYU beating Baylor because this is a BYU podcast, let's be honest. So I have to pick BYU even though they're losing a quarterback and all O-line coach, those O-linemen, I think some are coming back, so they're still going to be pretty good. Um, I have your Texas Longhorns beating Baylor. I think Sarkeesian can dial something up and get them playing tough. I pick TCU just because then after playing tough games of BYU and uh, Texas, TCU could come in there and steal one. I have Oklahoma winning. Um, then I have Baylor beating Kansas State and Texas Tech. I don't think Kansas State's going to compete with them. I don't think Texas Tech's going to compete with them. Um, so they're seven and five, but I could see them being even better than that. They could beat BYU. They could beat Texas. They could beat Oklahoma State. So they could be even better than seven and five. Just the safe. If I was a betting man, I'm going to go seven and five, but I think they're going to be better than what everybody thinks. Makes sense. Uh, Coach Banstra, your thoughts on the Baylor Bears? Uh, I think seven and five should be their basement. I mean, they should maul the first three. I, I, I love Texas State. I, I've made that apparent. But they should maul those first three opponents. Like, absolutely. Unless there's some, like, lag with – because you're installing probably a new offense two years in a row, blah, blah. And then, then you kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch, Iowa State and Oklahoma State. And then I think you should have two very winnable games there, West Virginia and BYU. Texas will be – Texas just – I think they're going to be better. How good – better, I don't know. So schematically, I think they'll be great. It's just whether they can execute it is the question. Um, TCU is always just difficult. Even when they're down, that staff always has them ready to play. Oklahoma as well, Oklahoma. And then I think Kansas State is is a very – Kansas State and Texas Tech at the very end of the year are very winnable games. Um and Texas Tech and Baylor is always usually closer than it probably should be. It's always some like weird point score, like 42-35, 56-47 or something. It's always something stupid. Um, so, but I think, I mean, seven and five, but I think there's other winnable games on the schedule um, that you can look. I mean, who knows what Iowa State's actually going to look like. Um, I'm probably higher at Oklahoma State on than most. Um I mean, Texas and TCU are winnable games. I mean, those aren't games you're just going to ignore. Um, so, I mean, I mean, you could win 10 games there. Um, but I think I think realistically there's seven, eight wins. 
uh, with a chance to hit nine, eight, nine, ten. All right, Coach Heath. I've got him at eight and four, uh, and I am a firm believer that if anyone, we talk about the Big Twelve as an all offense conference, not playing any defense. If anyone's going to figure it out, it's the guy that got in charge in uh, and uh, you know Baylor. I, I mean, if anyone's going to figure it out, however, um, you know, I still see them losing to the Big Four. You know, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas, Oklahoma. Um, I think those are close games. But, um, you know, and actually, I think one of those, maybe he does, you know, maybe Baylor does pick up another win, um, finishes nine and three. But I've got him at eight and four, just uh, erring on the side of caution because of the high-powered offense. Um, you know, so – I mean, that's really what I've got is I see them being able to beat everyone but those top four teams. So consensusly, well, okay, real quick, Bennett. Bennett has them uh, beating Texas State, Texas Southern, Kansas, losing to Iowa State and Oklahoma State, losing also to West Virginia and BYU. Texas uh, has them beating TCU, losing to Oklahoma, losing to Kansas State, beating Texas Tech with a 5-7 and seven record. But I think overall, from the conversation that we just had, um, six and six, seven and five should be their basement. That should be the worst they should be. But I think we're all pretty much in agreement they could be better. Um, and some of those games are very winnable, and it could go one way or the other. A ball bounces here or there, you know, and maybe they're eight and four, maybe they're nine and three, uh, maybe they're even better than that. Who who really knows? They you know they might strike some fire here, but uh, consensus. Uh, seven and five. Yeah. Agreed. Seven and five. That should be their basement should be their floor. Um, so definitely an improved Baylor team is what we're previewing here, um, in this episode. And so the next team that we want to talk about is the Texas tech red Raiders coached by, uh, Matt Wells, who I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know a whole lot about. I do know he came from, uh, Utah state. Um, it's another, if correct me if I'm wrong, he's another, another air raid type guy. Um, because it just seems like they're still throwing the ball around at Texas tech. Um, as a Texas fan, I do not like Texas tech <laughs> last year. They should have beaten Texas. That was a ridiculous game. They should have beaten Texas. Somehow Texas came back. What were you going to say, Vanstra? I was wondering why you wouldn't like Texas Tech. Yeah, so. There's uh, a certain play in your history that, that agitates your dislike yeah. of them. Oh, there's a certain play that I remember with a certain player who may or may not be last name of Crabtree uh, that I am not a fan of. Um, but... <laughs> put that down coach steve i know i know he's a good coach um texas tech their schedule this year the start off the season with what i think is a tough game here and i think a lot of us are picking uh them to lose this one at houston or at home versus houston uh then they play at home versus uh sam f stephen f austin excuse me there's so many different uh texas schools there uh at home versus florida international so three home games in a row then they have to go play at Texas, at West Virginia, home at T versus TCU, at Kansas, home versus K-State, 
at Oklahoma, home versus Iowa State, at home versus Oklahoma State, and then at Baylor. Uh, and so, Banstra, since you've been going uh, towards the end or at the beginning of each one, let's have you go – actually, you've been going towards the middle. Let's have you go at the beginning of this one. Can you explain your uh, record for the Texas Tech Red Raiders? Well, I'll say this. Wh- whoever loses that week one might get fired after week one. That's legit. Like, I mean, because uh, Houston said years ago when they hired Major Applewhite, we're not hiring coaches to go seven and eight wins. And Texas Tech almost, if you read the reports on football scoop accurately, they almost fired them last year. And they almost, they were, there were talks of Art Bryles, whether that's true or not. Um, but, and he hired, uh, what's his face? Sony, was it Sony Kobe? He hired one of the TCU assistants who runs offense because he's a Texas Tech, Texas Tech grad. Company, run that yeah. variation of the air raid. Um, I, I think it, it's going to be such a must win for him. that they, They're going to win that. Uh, they'll beat SFA, the, the cradle of high school coaches in Texas, uh, where a good friend John Arnett is a graduate of. Uh, they'll beat Florida International. Um, they'll, I think they'll lose to Texas. I think at that point, Texas will have sort of figured out who they are this year. Um, I, I was iffy on the West Virginia game just because I don't know what West Virginia is going to look like um but in the end i kind of gave the west virginia like tcu will be very motivated to win that game especially the former assistant now being at tech um they'll beat kansas i think they have a pretty good chance to beat k-state state state seems the past couple years have kind of logged towards that end piece um oklahoma will win iowa state will win and then i had uh texas tech upsetting oklahoma state because that's another weird it's always another weird scoring game. Like a couple of years ago, it was like 62 to 58 or something weird like that. Like it's always, it's a weird kind of pseudo rivalry. Um, and then I had, and I already talked about Baylor beating them. I, I think they will be six and six. I don't know if that's enough to save Matt Wells' job. I don't think it is. Um, but I mean, a lot of their season will be determined on how week one goes. Uh, Cause they should start three and oh, should. And then it gets interesting after that. Can they carry that momentum of three and zero into those next three weeks? If not, then they're oh, then they're they're looking for a new head football coach. Um, other than that, like I said, I don't know much about tech. I know they made some staff changes. Um, I know they have some returners, if I remember correctly. And don't quote me on that one. Um, but there, there's some expectations there to win like eight, nine, ten games. And if you don't get there, there probably gonna be some changes. Well, they almost beat Texas last year, which was very frustrating. Um, and so they could be better than they are. I don't know what exactly has gone wrong at Texas Tech. They're just not that great. Um, Coach Bennett, who's not here right now, uh, actually has them losing to Houston. So we'll see what happens after that. Uh, and then he has them eventually going three and nine with wins over uh, Stephen F. Austin, Florida International. And Kansas are the only wins he has on their schedule. Uh, Coach Heath, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, game one's important um, <laughs> for that program. Um, you know, Dana's seat is pretty hot up in Houston. So uh, I've actually got Houston winning uh, winning that uh, opener. And then um, kind of struggled whether I wanted to go with West Virginia uh, or Texas Tech. You know, there's some of these games I'm erring on the side of whoever the home team is. So, I mean, West Virginia was a team that, uh, 
you know, I went with there. So, um, you know, I just really think that three and nine is where it's at. The only wins that I have for them against Kansas, um, you know, they're two out of conference against uh, Stephen F. Austin and Florida uh, International. That's it. I, I just, they're not what they used to be. And I, I really looked at that first game and thought, what if they do have a shakeup right after, right out the, you know, right out the gate? So um, to me, that impacted how I was going to pick because I really felt like that, um, you know, that could cause some issues. And Coach Steve, is this his second or third year at Texas Tech? Uh, third or fourth? I guess it's uh, third because he's had two seasons. Yeah, and they 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 there's a good base alumni that are not very happy the ad's kind of protected him if you if you like I said the football scoop stuff is correct from what i've read uh this will be his uh third he went four and eight and four and six um after going 44 and 34 at utah state well it's just crazy that they're talking about firing him already but no i'm not a texas tech more because of how the thing with Mike Leach went down. Even though Kingsbury, like, yeah, I kind of liked his offense, but I still wasn't, like, rooting for them. They've gone downhill. It's the curse of Mike Leach since that's happened. They have not done very well. They've put up some numbers, but they have not done great. I have them going four and eight. I watched them play a couple times last year. They looked like they played tough, but they're just missing a spark. They don't have certain players that make big plays. I have them losing to Houston. I like Houston's offense. They're not just air raid. They are running the ball. They are trying to look for ways out formation to run the ball and throw it as needed. Um, I have them being um, SFA just because they should, just by the sheer fact that they're a bigger school, they should. Florida International, same thing. I have them losing to Texas. I think Sarkeesian's going to do good, decent this year. And then I have them losing to West Virginia. Again, I'm not – I can't remember fully last year of West Virginia, but West Virginia does seem like a team that plays tough. So I think they'll beat Texas Tech. TCU's going to be motivated from last year. There's a couple of times last year TCU didn't perform well. I think they're going to bounce back. I have them beating Kansas – I have them upsetting, if you want to call it K-State. I think K-State, they're not the same as they were. Um, They're going to lose to Oklahoma, lose to Iowa State, lose to Oklahoma State, and lose to Baylor. That's a tough stretch of games for them. And somewhere in there, he'll probably get fired, unfortunately. The program trying to build it back up, that's unfortunate to get fired after year three. In the middle of your third year. But I'm going four and eight. But it's the curse of Mike Leach for how that happened. And the fact they still have not paid Coach Leach for his last year, still have not paid him. So it's just the curse of Mike Leach on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Yeah, not a fan of Texas Tech myself. I actually have them going three and nine as well. I, oddly enough, have them starting the year three and zero, beating Houston, beating Stephen F. Austin, and beating Florida International, and then losing the rest of their games, including I'm the only one who has Kansas beating them because I felt sorry for Kansas. Um, you know, and by that point, Texas Tech, Tech might not be that great of a team. Um, you know, losing three straight to what Texas, West Virginia, and TCU, they might be down on themselves. I just don't really see it happening. 
So I have them going three and nine. Uh, Consensusly, for the most part, except for Banstra, I think we're all pretty agreed that they're probably not making a bowl game. Um, And based on our records here, I'm going to say four and eight is probably a good average area. What do you guys say? Four and eight? Yay or nay? Yeah, let's roll with it. All right. So up to this point, we've talked about Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech. We believe that Kansas is going to go around uh, the 1-11 and 11 route, uh, maybe winning a game, maybe not winning a game. Uh, Baylor's probably going to be a 7-5, but they could be better. So 7-5 is probably their floor. And then Texas Tech, probably not great, probably going around the 4-8 and eight route and most likely looking for a new coach at the end of the year. And so what we're going to do really quickly, we are going to take a quick break for a message from our sponsors, and we will be back with the rest of the bottom six. This episode is brought to you in part by Second Skull. Second Skull is a protective headgear company focused on helping to keep athletes safe and to help keep athletes on the field participating in the sports that they love. Their products are patented, tested, and proven to reduce direct and rotational impacts to the head. Their technology is trusted by several athletic organizations and the United States military. Their pro cap is designed with the grant from the National Football League. This protective skull cap is the ultimate in thin, lightweight, and breathable protection. The pro cap is comparable to other skull caps that do not offer such protection, measuring at just 2 millimeters thick and weighing less than 2.4 ounces. The pro cap improves protection for all players when worn under their helmet and is perfect for football, baseball, hockey, and lacrosse. Their pro band is designed in collaboration with professional players and clubs in Spain. This protective headband provides superior protection with an aesthetic and athletic look. The pro band has a unique five panel construction with a reinforced forehead panel to deliver a natural feel and ultimate ball control at just four millimeters thick and a weight of 1.4 ounces. The pro band provides protection for all players in non-helmeted sports and activities and is ideal for soccer athletes. Listeners of the armchair coaching podcast can go to secondskull.com and save 20% on any products purchased from that website with the discount code armchair. That's A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R in all caps. This episode is brought to you in part by High and Tight Footballs. High and Tight Footballs are the world's only self-contained pressure measuring, multi-sensory, instant audible feedback training footballs on the market. They have been used by NFL Hall of Fame players, NFL coaches, collegiate All-Americans, and players at all levels. Listeners of the Armchair Coaching Podcast can actually receive a 10% discount on any products purchased from High and Tight by using the discount link below in the description and by using the discount code ACP. Make sure you type in ACP at checkout to get a 10% discount on any items purchased from highandtight.com. I'd like to thank our new sponsor, Launchpad Kickoff Tee, for joining us here on the Armchair Coaching Podcast family. Coaches, are you looking for that competitive edge, but you might not be paying attention to the kickoff game? Well, this is the company for you. I'd like you to go check them out. I have one sitting right here in my hand. It's incredibly unique. It's got a very large surface area and incredibly flexible wings. And so what this does for you here, it gives you extreme flexibility with how you want to kick off. Do you want to use the patented forward lean? 
Well, if you don't know what that is, go ahead and check out their website. You can do just about anything you want. You can dial up different types of squib kicks just with the different angles. You can literally do just about anything with this. And the nice thing is they send you this piece of paper here that goes with diagrams that show you all the different angles and techniques that they've discovered so far. And they are incredibly helpful on their website. I highly recommend you check them out. If you're interested, do me a favor. I want you to go to launchpadkickoftcom slash ACP. Make sure you add the slash ACP. And if you're interested in buying one, if you go to this specific website, you can find the link, the, the link in the description below, you actually get a discount. You're going to get a 10% discount just from using the, the Armchair Coaching Podcast link. If you want to buy one, if you want to buy two, that's a savings of 25%. And if you buy three, you're actually going to get one for free. All right. So those are some huge deals that you're going to get there. So do us a huge favor. Check out our sponsor at Launchpad Kickoff Tea. Make sure that you go to this specific site, launchpadkickofftea.com slash ACP. Launchpadkickofftea.com slash ACP. On the kickoff, it's not like all the other kickoff teas that you have. It's incredibly unique. All right, guys, welcome back from the uh, commercial break. We are going to talk the last three teams of the bottom six of the Big 12. We're going to be talking about Kansas State Wildcats, the West Virginia Mountaineers, and the TCU Horn Frogs. And so first we're going to talk, start off with Kansas State. Uh, so Kansas State, they have, uh, in, in my opinion, one of the harder uh, starting off games with Stanford. So they're going to start off at home versus Stanford, uh, at home versus Southern Illinois, at home versus Nevada. So three home games straight. Then they go to Oklahoma State, home versus Oklahoma, home versus Iowa State, at Texas Tech home versus TCU at Kansas, home versus West Virginia, home versus Baylor and at Texas. Uh, you know, if you, we look at, I'm going to actually look at Coach Bennett's picks here first. Coach Bennett loves himself some Kansas State, okay? He has them going 10 and 2. And I don't know if this was him being spiteful to Oklahoma because he does not like Oklahoma. Uh, he has them beating Oklahoma. The only teams he has them losing to are Iowa State and, oddly enough, West Virginia. Um, and so we might have to ask him his opinions on that later, why he thinks West Virginia – if he thinks they're going to win all those other games and beat Oklahoma, why would they lose to West Virginia? Um, I don't know. We'll see. So he has them going 10-2. and two. He's definitely the highest on the board. Uh, so I'm going to go from the highest on the board to the lowest on the board with Coach Steve. Can you uh, talk a little bit about your schedule here? You have them going two and 10. Can you explain that for us? Um, I would love to say it would be spite coach Bennett, but I made those picks before him. So I can't take that credit. Um, I know last year was a COVID year, but in my opinion, it looked like they took a step backwards and some of this is not an easy schedule. Now, are some of these confident picks? They are not. I pick Stanford because I think Stanford's going to bully them because they like to run the ball. They like to get their fullbacks and their H-backs, their tight ends. They're going to bully them around. I know they're in the Pac-12, but they run that offense they have ever since um, Coach uh, Harbaugh was there. Now, I have them beating Southern Illinois. Now, 
I have visited Southern Illinois many times. My friend went to college there, been down there many times. I like what their head coach is doing there. They did very well in their um, conference and stuff. They made the playoffs. They did very well. I think that'll be a competitive game. Um, I know no one cares, but I'm just a big fan of what he's doing at Southern Illinois. It's a nice place. It's a nice stadium, actually. Um, then I just picked Nevada because of Coach Mummy's son as the OC there. I do like their offense. I just picked that to pick that. Um, now, K-State could win that game. So that one's not a confident pick. I just kind of went with the offense that I know, and I like it. I have Oklahoma State beating Kansas State. Now, I think we all can kind of agree that could be a trap game for Oklahoma State. That could be one they screw up. So, again, that's not a huge confident pick. It's just on paper, Oklahoma State should win. Oklahoma should beat Kansas State. Now, Kansas State's been that thorn in Oklahoma's backside. So, this could be the year that Oklahoma says, you know, enough to come in and win. Have Iowa State beating them because after playing Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, that's a tough one to come into. Um, then I picked my – I already said my upset was Texas Tech. Again, Kansas State could easily win that one. Um, TCU, I think, is going to play a lot better this year. Um, I have Kansas State beating Kansas. I already talked about it. West Virginia has been that dark horse for everybody. We kind of don't know what they're going to look like. Um, Baylor, I think, is going to be pretty good. And then Texas is going to be a lot better with Sarkeesian running the, the show. So even though I put two and ten, it's not confident. They could get to the eight and four mark. They could get to the seven and five mark. Um, some of these I'm just going with what I know or watched, and um, but they took a big step backwards. Um, but I kind of want to jump on the ship and say I'm doing this in spite of Coach Bennett. So I kind of want to go with that. <laughs> but that's what I think Kansas State's going to do this year. Makes sense, uh, Coach Banster. You have them going four and eight. All right, so what, what are your thoughts on uh, Kansas State this year? If you, if you look at what I picked, though, like that is the definition of what I think about Kansas State because I don't know. They could be 0-10, 0-12. They could be 12-0. and 0. So I haven't beat Oklahoma State because they seem to do it like every year. I mean, Oklahoma. I mean, they beat Oklahoma last year. They find a way, to, like for some reason, doesn't matter who the head football coach is, Kansas State is Oklahoma's thorn. So I just left that in there. But I, but I mean, like, the Stanford game could go either way, in my opinion. To Coach Steve's point, Southern Illinois is not a bad football team. They've done, they've done a very good job. They're historically, I mean, seven, six, seven, eight wins, and they're where they are. Nevada is a solid pro. Like, you, I think you could go through this whole entire list and go either way with Kansas State. Like, I had Kansas upsetting them just because I – just I don't know, because I felt bad for Kansas to a point. But, like – I don't know. Like I said, four and eight is not a confident four and eight. Like if I pick one team on here that I'm just like, uh, crap shoot. I don't know. This would be the team. Like I know I, I was looking at one of the big 12 polls before it came on. They they projected them to go like, uh, it was on big 12 sports, like set six or seventh. Uh, let me double check. It's seventh, seventh in the conference. So like, I mean, the experts aren't high on them either, but again, historically, I mean, nobody's ever high on Kansas State, and then they somehow win six, seven, eight wins. Um, but again, it's a little bit different coaching staff. I don't know. Like, I'd really like if you this one. Yeah, I got nothing for you. It, it could go either way. It could go Bennett, or it could go Steve. <laughs> True, uh, Coach Heath. What are your thoughts? 
I'm I'm in the boat with all of you. I, I mean, I don't know what uh, Kansas State team you're going to see. Um, I do know that they beat Oklahoma, so it's like I, I don't know. It's it's tough. I've got them five and seven. Um, I got them beating Southern Illinois. Uh, I got them beating Nevada. Um, beating TCU because it was at home. Um, but they have Oklahoma and Iowa State at home. And we talk about, you know, they have a knack for upsetting teams. I think that could be, you know, that, that could be, you know, one of those. And they're back-to-back. So, I mean, you know, eh. if you have a good game against Oklahoma, maybe you have confidence, you know, you guys, because you're in the middle of the season, they go out and they beat Iowa State. I, I mean, that's – they're really an enigma. I, I, I don't know what to, to think. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the same thing you guys are saying. So I'm not going to waste breath here. But, you know, again, five and seven, I think they could be a little bit better than that. But, um, you know, I say between five and eight wins, to tell you the truth. I, I, I could see it. If they get on a roll, you know, maybe spring an upset here, uh, get a little bit of confidence. Um, and that's just based on what I saw last year against Oklahoma. I guess I'm a little bit higher on Kansas State. I think with that coach who came from North Dakota State, bringing that kind of culture, bringing that kind of offense, I think also they have – last season they had a freshman running back, the little short guy, number 22. Last name I think is Vaughn, if I remember correctly. Amazing running back. He's going to be better, a year older. I think they're going to have a little bit better quarterback play than they had last year. It was very inconsistent. I think they played multiple quarterbacks, if I remember correctly, um, throughout the season. I think I don't remember if one of them got injured or if they benched one. I can't remember exactly what happened. But, yeah, they always play Oklahoma tough. I mean, I think they lose to Stanford. Um, Stanford's probably going to be better this season. And, of course, they play that tough type of offense. But, you know, Kansas State also plays a tough type of offense and good defense. I have them beating Southern Illinois, beating Nevada. I actually have them beating Oklahoma State um, because Oklahoma State tends to lose one of those types of games at least once a year. I I think this year is going to be that year where Oklahoma, like Steve says, they're they're pissed off by losing to K-State two years in a row. It has been two years in a row, right? Yes, it, sure was, it would be Yeah, because they lost – I think it was the opening game last year. Kansas yeah. State beat them like 35-32. Like it's, but historically that that's been the way. Like, and Bob Stoops had the same problem. Like, I mean, K- Bob Stoops couldn't get over that Kansas State hurdle either. I, I think hell, I think that one one of those years they beat him without Freeman at quarterback. One that ended up going to Tampa. Uh, like it's just there. I don't know why. I it's, maybe it's the offense. Maybe it's just a culture. I just a different mindset. Um, oh, shit. I don't know. Yeah. Iowa State, the Kansas State-Iowa State game, I think that's going to be, besides the Oklahoma the Oklahoma game, I think that's going to be one of those that K-State's going to be up for. and They're going to be playing tough. That's going to be a hard-hitting game between both teams. They're both powerful teams. I still think Iowa State's a little bit better. I do think they beat Texas Tech. I think they beat TCU. Um, but that's a toss-up for me. That was a tough one to pick. I couldn't. I think TCU is going to be a little bit better this year. I think they beat Kansas, beat West Virginia. Again, another toss-up. I have them – I don't know if this is an upset. I have them beating Baylor. Um, 
again, toss up game could go either way. And I think I, I think they're also going to lose to Texas and have an eight, but have an eight and four record. But that Texas game could go either way. They play Texas tough every year, too. Um, so overall, eight and four for me, I think they do a little bit better than you guys think. Um, but it kind of looks like we honestly have no idea what to think about Kansas State. Um, and I think that's pretty much kind of a consensus, you know, all the way around, even in, you know, the big time experts out there don't really know what to do with Kansas State. So if we had to come up with a consensus final record for them, if I go the law of averages here, even if we ignore Bennett, <laughs> um, yes, probably six and six. Yeah, I think I think six and six is your safe bet because it's safe, conservative, get IGL free card of. Eh. Anybody have any objections to six and six? No, totally agree because we're going to play like Vegas. We're going to go with an even number. We're not going to half it. That's what we're going to do right here. We're going to we're going to take the uh, the Vegas chump right there. You know, that's what we're going to do here. So six and six sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right, we will. Uh, I'm taking Vegas now. That's that's five and a half is is what they've set it at. Five and a half. So we. Yeah, six is good. It's pretty good. All right. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> we start going to Vegas. All right, we'll put the, uh, the Wildcats to bed and wake up those West Virginia Mountaineers. Um, and so does anybody remember what their – can somebody look up their, their uh, record from last season? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They no. uh, were coached by Neil Brown, who was at Troy for quite a while and did really well at Troy. I know, uh, Coach Banster, you've talked to a couple of coaches who were at Troy. Um, they probably know Neil Brown a little bit, so they're probably familiar with him. So you might know a little bit more about him than I Everybody, do. Everybody um, I talked to says great things about Neil Brown. I, and, and they were 6-4 and four last year, by the way. 4-4 uh, four and four in conference, 5-0 and oh at home, 0-4 uh, oh way, and 1-0 and oh at neutral site. All right, and I know they beat Army in a very close game in their bowl game, so that was actually a really good bowl game. Um, so this season, I, I I don't know what to think about West Virginia. Um, so West Virginia at Maryland. This who the heck scheduled this game at home versus Long Island University? <laughs> oh, win, coach! It's gonna win. All right. Um, and then at home versus Virginia Tech, which is one I'm looking forward to seeing because I'm a, you know, I'm kind of a Virginia Tech fan. I live in Virginia and this and I've I've known quite a few West Virginia fans throughout my life. Uh, this is a rivalry that they need to renew. Uh, it's need, needed to be done for quite a while um, at Oklahoma home versus Texas Tech at Baylor at TCU home versus Iowa State home versus Oklahoma State at K-State home versus Texas and at Kansas. Uh, and so if you look at that schedule, a lot of those tough games, you said they were 5-0 and at home last year, right? Yep. So if they have that same kind of trend this year, a lot of the toughest games, except for maybe Oklahoma, are home games. They have Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas, Virginia Tech. Those are all home games, and we'll see what happens. Um, but I'll go ahead and go first. I – if you look at the final record here, it looks like I'm down on West Virginia, but I don't know what to do with West Virginia. I don't know if they're going to improve. I don't know if they're going to stay the same or be worse. Uh, 
West Virginia is not necessarily the West Virginia of the Rich Rod era. They're not playing in the Big East anymore. Um, and so who knows what happens. I think and we talked about this when we talked about the Big Ten. Um, I think Maryland beats West Virginia. I think Maryland is a little bit more improved. I don't think West Virginia is really looking at them. Uh, obviously, West Virginia is going to well, – most likely West Virginia is going to win versus Long Island. I guess I'm being a little bit biased here and being a true, uh, a, a, you know, a homer here. I think Virginia Tech could win this game. I think it's a toss up. Tech's not not that great recently, um, and and I think Banstrom mentioned it before we started this podcast. Uh, you know, their coach is under some fire a little bit too. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe they improve. They've done relatively well uh, recruiting the last uh, couple months. So we'll see what happens, but. I think they lose to Oklahoma. I think they beat Texas Tech. Again, could be a toss-up. I think they – I picked them to beat Baylor. Uh, they lose to TCU, lose to Iowa State, lose to Oklahoma State, lose to Kansas State, lose to Texas, and then beat Kansas at Kansas. Um, so, uh, a real quick, Bennett has them going 6-6, six and six, beating Maryland, Long Island, uh, Texas Tech, beating Baylor – beating Kansas State, which, again, this is one I'm not really sure why he picked that one, and then beating Kansas. Uh, so he's going 6-6. Six and six. So let's go with uh, – let's go Coach Heath first on this one. You have 5-7. and seven. Why do you think they go 5-7? and seven? Uh, I think just based on schedule. Again, this is another team that um, I just really felt like I'm going to go with the, whoever the home team is. Um is there opportunity for them to get better? Of course. Uh, is there opportunity for them to uh, upset someone? Yes. But, um, you know, I've got their wins. Got them beating, beating Maryland. I think that's going to be a great game to open up. Uh, it's going to tell us a lot about both teams. It's kind of crazy how, um, you know, some of these matchups are going to give you a really good idea. Um you know, early on, what's there? Always room for improvement. Um, Long Island is a, you know, they're writing a check to Long Island on that one. That's a money in the bank, yeah, you know, for for Long Island. Let's just call it what it is. Um, I've got them beat Virginia Tech. Um, I got the win over Texas Tech and uh, and Kansas. The other the other teams, I, I just really. You know, I just really have a lot of a lot more questions than answers with who West Virginia is going to be, and so that's what made it really really difficult. I I like the uh, I like the Mountaineers a lot. Paid attention to that program over the years, but um, you know, I I just think that there's so many questions, and we're going to have to wait to see you know who they're going to be. Um, you know, and the schedule that to me doesn't, it doesn't stack up well for them other than the fact of Iowa State, Oklahoma State at home, um, you know, they got Oklahoma on the road. They do have Texas in, but, um, you know, I, again, I, I just see five wins for sure. And that's really what I went with. Just going, playing it safe, fellas, playing it safe. Makes sense. 
Uh, Coach Banstra, what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've been too, too distracted by roasting your various chats. Um, uh, West Virginia, I, I don't know. I just – until you prove me otherwise. I, I saw the Big 12 pull out. I'm like six. But I'm just like looking at schedule. I'm like I, I picked Maryland the other night. Um, Long Island you should handily beat. Um, I, I could have gone either way in the Virginia Tech game because uh, that might get the Virginia Tech guy fired. Oklahoma will win that. Um, I, I was 50-50 on the Texas Tech game. Baylor beat them. TCU beat them. Iowa State beat them. I mean, really, I mean, you could argue after week four, actually after week three, they might not win another game until the last game of the season. Yeah, I mean, you make that legitimate argument. That's not a far-fetched. And really, you can make the argument after week two. Yeah. I mean, should they beat Texas Tech? Yes. Should they be able to compete with Baylor? Yes. Uh, Kansas State, yes. But I like I could see a world where if they lose to Va Tech and lose to Oklahoma, it could just snowball. And I just – I don't know. Like, I've always just disliked the fact that West Virginia joined the Big 12 from a geographic standpoint. It's bugged me. So it just made me just not root for them when they're playing other Big 12 teams because they should be, like, in the Big 10 or the ACC or the American – and it just geographically would make more sense. So it just agitates me to death. Um, but I, I, again, they're another one you're just like, they'll be decent. I mean, they could go anywhere from four to eight wins. And I think historically the past like five years, that's what they've been. They've been a six, seven, eight win team. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, I got nothing on it. It just, it's just underwhelming. Um, in my opinion, and the, I, I, as I said before we came on, I don't ever want to hear about Big Ten scheduling again. Look at some of these schedules. Uh, I'm sorry. Just like, especially once we get to, I mean, like Texas, to, I mean, and who and we just got done with Kansas State's schedule. Like, there's some of these non-league schedules that are not very challenging, or they'll have one of three, and but the other two will just be their teams they should win by like 50. Like, I just don't ever want to hear about Big Ten scheduling again because I'm going to just point them at the Big 12. Well, you mentioned that the fact that West Virginia really should not be in the Big 12. I think some of the biggest reasons, at least this is rumors and what I've heard, I don't know if they're necessarily true. I don't think the ACC wanted them. I think they tried, but the ACC basically said, you don't really bring us anything that we don't already have. Um, so not media market. That's the problem. Right. Morgantown is, I mean, like, it's a decent-sized town, but it's not like – Rutgers got out of the Big Ten because it brought you the New Jersey market. Exactly. New York, New Jersey, New York. That's the, that, that's the only reason. Maryland well, brought them Boston. Well, that's probably why the Big 12 took West Virginia because they wanted access to the East Coast, and that was – West Virginia was their way to do it. It's just, it's just such a bad geographic fit when your next most Eastern team is what? Oklahoma State? Oklahoma – is that right? Iowa State, right? Maybe. No, Iowa State's even more west. Oh, it's also like I mean, I, I I would I could Google Map it, but I'm not going to because it's not worth my time. Um, I bet Oklahoma or Oklahoma State geographically, from a plane flight perspective, is probably closer than Iowa State. Like, but I mean, like, it's yeah, it like they were going to add West Virginia. They should add two or they should have gotten Cincinnati. Like they tried. Yeah. And then they should have added also like Memphis. So at least there would be a geographic like three that could float together. Instead, you're with 
whatever this weird shape conference is. Yeah, I just don't know how they're making any money off of all those travels. Um, Coach Steve, what are your thoughts on West Virginia? Um, I had them go five and seven. Like we've, we're being a dead horse. We just don't know because you look at their schedule last year. They did beat Baylor in overtime. They lost to Texas Tech. They beat Kansas State, you know, by 27. They lost to Texas. They beat TCU. But then they lose to Iowa State 42 to six. Then they bounce back in their bowl game and beat Army. So it's just like it's not consistent. They beat teams they probably shouldn't or lost to who they shouldn't. Um, got distracted by the chat. Close that out. Um, so that's why I have a safe five and seven, just because I don't, we don't know. We really don't know. We're, we're, we're the worst. But I but watching them times last year, it looked like they were good or they were bad. So it is like we just don't know. And like you said, they should not be in the Big 12. They should not be there. This does not fit them. Um, but saying that, I did have them beating Maryland because I don't know much about – Maryland is a team we're all kind of like they should be good, but we don't know. Uh so I have West Virginia beating them. West Virginia should beat Long Island. I have Virginia Tech beating West Virginia because I think Virginia Tech is going to be better. Then they have that stretch. You know, they have Oklahoma. I picked them to beat Texas Tech as like a re- revenge. Beat Baylor. Uh, or they're going to lose to Baylor. Baylor's going to be better. That revenge factor. I, like I've said over and over, TCU is going to be better. Um, they lost big to Iowa State last year. I don't see what's going to change with that. Oklahoma State's going to beat them. I have them upsetting Kansas State. Um, I have Texas winning, beating them, and then I have them beating Kansas, going to say five and seven. Again, we don't know. This is the BYU We Don't Know podcast now. We just don't know much about West Virginia. And like I said, five and seven, I think, is a safe low bet for me. Could they do six for seven wins? Yes, they could. But for me, if I was a betting man, about the five win mark. Yeah. That's basically what we were talking about in the chat. This is the, you know, the bottom six of the big 12 is the, eh, we really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so if we had to come up with a consensus for West Virginia, I five and seven, most likely. You're, you're a lot nicer than I'd be. <laughs> I'd go four and eight. Cause there's just like, we'll, we'll be, we'll be nice. We'll be nice to say five games. Um, they'll probably pick one up that they probably shouldn't to do, but. Well, Coach Bennett has six and six. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> yes, show up. His his opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, Mountaineers going to bed, and we are going to pick up with the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, remind me, what was their score, their uh, record last season? Everything. TCU is coached by Gary Patterson. Not going anywhere. Uh, Coach Patterson, if you if you can't really see this on the pay scale, is actually the second highest paid coach in the conference just behind um the texas coach so they went six and four last year six is he the four. longest tenured yeah he yes he is the longest tenured when stoops stepped down yep. actually he might have been the longest go back to that other screen sheffer uh, this is an old but Did yeah look on gary patterson for me real quick gary patterson uh scroll down a little bit he got hired in a little bit more. He got hired. No, so he was already the longest tenure. Because if I remember correctly, Stoops got hired in like '99. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. the same time. No, no, 2000. So yeah, he Stoops stepping down made him the longest tenured. But I mean, 
Hell, he's 178 and 74. I mean, you could argue that he should be the highest paying or second highest paid coach in that league. Yeah. And he hasn't done very bad either. Um, you know, compared, you know, the fact that TCU came from the Mountain West, which they were very good in the Mountain West. And yeah, they struggled for a year or two, but. Huh? Not to jump on you, but who wouldn't be in that conference? Well. I mean, it was, a, I'm, I remember whenever they hopped in, it was a big deal. And he's definitely, you know, he's made that money. And I'm saying he probably is maybe a little bit underpaid because to me, they've been consistently good um, or, or somewhat relevant in that conference. I'd be, I'd be surprised if they weren't in the, you know, if they had very many years where they fell in the lower half of, of the big 12. His, his problem is though, when they do have a bad year, they're four and eight, not six and six. That's the, that's that's why he probably isn't the highest paid. When he does have it, he'll have a bad year every like four or five years. He's like it's like Iowa. Like it, it, he, this, this is the Iowa Iowa of the Big Twelve. They, they, the, he's consistently good every couple of years. He'll win ten games. Otherwise, he'll be f- somewhere between four and eight wins. That's who they are. Well, if we're making predictions here again we say we have no idea what's going to happen but based on our picks here it looks like they're going to have a average year most likely if we average it out um you know coach bennett has them going five and seven uh we'll talk about their schedule real quick their first four games are all home games at home versus duquesne cal smu and then texas then at texas tech at oklahoma home versus West Virginia, at Kansas State, home versus Baylor, at Oklahoma State, home versus Kansas, and at Iowa State. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and start with Coach Heath on this one. Coach Heath, uh, what are your thoughts on the TCU Horn Frogs this season? Uh, I think they get two wins out the gate. Um, Duquesne just writing a check, so they have a game at home. Uh, Cal. I think that's a that's that's a win. Uh, SMU is a different story. Texas different story. Um, you know, open up with four home games is pretty cool, uh, but you're only going to win first two, and that's probably going to be about it. Um, I think they're better than Texas Tech, so they pick up a win there. They go to Oklahoma. No, that's uh, that's not going to be a win. Um, I've got them winning at home again. One of those things where I, again, I'm playing it safe, erring on the side of uh, whoever the home team is. So I got them beating West Virginia, um, losing to K State, which was a tough one because that was a toss up for me. Uh, again, just erring on the side of caution of the home team. Um, you know, Baylor kind of went against it. I, I think, and I'll talk a little bit more about Baylor when we get. To a certain topic, but um, you know, five and seven—that—that's where I see them. So, you know, we've already kind of talked about um, you know the flebs and flows of TCU football. It's a five and seven season. Yeah, I have them going. You know, a little bit better than that. I have them at seven and five. I think they start off three and zero. Oh. I think they beat SMU. Um, besides Coach Steve, one of the only coaches here who thinks they're going to beat SMU. I know SMU plays them close every single year, but they are losing quite a bit talent-wise. They don't have Bouchelle anymore. 
Um, and so hopefully TCU's offense is a little bit better than they've been in the past couple of seasons. Uh, I know TCU and Texas have kind of traded blows in the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, every now and then TCU will get one, Texas will get one. It's always a close game. It's never totally decided one way or the other. I do think Texas wins that one in the fourth game. Um, I think TCU beats Texas Tech. I think they're just better. I think they lose to Oklahoma. I think they beat West Virginia. They lose to Kansas State, beat Baylor, lose to Oklahoma State, beat Kansas, and lose to Iowa State going seven and five. Slightly better record than last season, um, but not necessarily, you know, remarkable, uh, especially for a TCU team. Uh, Coach Steve, why don't you go next? Um, what they go six and four last year. Yep. So to me, that's their bad year that he gets. And it's always like he has a down year, then they bounce back. So I think with more time to prepare, um, he's a Gary Patterson's a good defensive coach. We all know that. I think he's able to bounce this team back. Watching them a couple times last year, they were really good at like power read stuff. So I think if they continue to improve on that, they will be better with that. Um, so out of the gate, I have them going three and zero out of the gate. Um, now that Cal game and SMU game still worry me. Those are games they could lose. You know, Cal being in the Pac-12, yes, but they're not a bad team. SMU's not a bad team. Um, but I have them going three and zero right out of the gate. Um, then they play Texas. Due to the fact that Texas is Texas, and with Steve Sarkeesian, Texas should win that game. Now, could TCU pull an upset? Absolutely. With Gary Patterson probably getting his hands on Alabama film and watching, you know, giving him a couple weeks to prepare, he could dial up a defense to win that game. Have them beating Texas Tech. Um, they're not, I don't have them beating Oklahoma. I have them beating West Virginia. Um, have them beat K State. Um, then I have them upsetting Baylor. Now, that is that a confident pick? No, Baylor could win that game. It's not a confident pick, but having time to prepare um, could win that game. Then I have Oklahoma State winning. Um, I'm going to probably get kicked off the podcast for sure with all my Oklahoma State picks. But I have Oklahoma State winning, but that will be a very, very, very close game. It will come down to the wire. Then I have TCU just rolling Kansas. I will say rolling Kansas and stick with it. Um then I have Iowa State beating TCU. That too is not a very confident pick. I, you know, we're going to get to Iowa State soon. I don't know. Iowa State could take the Minnesota step backwards, so TCU could win that game. So I have them at eight and four. It could be a five and seven. It could be a nine and three year for them. Yeah. Um, but I think eight and four is a nice bounce back from a six and four COVID year that he had. And like we said, he does not stay down long. So you give him time, Gary Patterson, he will bring them back. Um, yes, the godfather of the 4-2-5 defense that everybody has their playbook. Everybody has it. Uh, and last but not least for this particular team, uh, Coach Banstra. Uh, Vegas says over and under seven and a half. So most of us took right around there. Um I mean, the two notable games I have on there that, like, matter, that are really consistently different are the SMU game, which SMU 
better one that game. You just got a five-star commit to commit to your school. And they've given Texas and TCU problems. They've just been giving people problems the past couple of years. And the other one was the Texas game. I put some, I just put an outlier on and put some faith in Gary Patterson. Um, I also really like Jerry Kill. I've talked to Jerry Kill before. Jerry Kill is a Midwest legend who's, if he w- didn't have uh, seizures, would probably still be a head college football coach somewhere. Um, so, no, I, like I said, historically they're pretty good. Um, as I said in our chat, I have a TCU shirt in my um, closet. If I would actually think about what we're talking about every night before I, when I get dressed, I would actually wear – so I have about a shirt from about every conference. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the notable ones I have are, is the SMU game, SMU beating them, and then them beating Texas. Um, they're not going to lose games like that back-to-back. So, I mean, eight and four is kind of where I have them at. They'll lose to who you expect. They beat who you expect. Um, I think the Big 12 poll had them like third or fourth in the conference uh, behind Iowa State, Oklahoma, and I want to say Oklahoma State. Um, or te- no, Texas was third on the list. That's right. They had Texas third on that um, Big 12 list. So they were behind Iowa State, Texas, and uh, Oklahoma. Hmm. All right. So you said Vegas has an over under seven and a half. Yep. All right, so I, for consensus consensus pick, I would be comfortable saying seven and five overall. What are you guys saying? You know, any uh, disagreements with that? I think seven, five, eight, and four. I mean, that's I mean, again, that's the overall number. I think seven and a half. Seven I'm just mad. I'm just mad that Bennett took my pick. So you can tell he just looks like he just copied it, and <laughs> you know. So I may have to change mine. I, I may have to uh, amend my picks later, just at least by one, so that I'm a little bit closer to you guys. Or whatever the hell it is. There you go. Problem solved. Yes, thank you. (laughs) So kind of to recap what we've done so far, we've talked the bottom six from last season in the Big 12, talked Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas State, West Virginia, TCU. The worst would be Kansas, most likely, you know, just because they're Kansas. Then at 1-11, and then we had Texas Tech right above them. Uh, at four and eight, West Virginia a little bit above them at seven, five and seven, Kansas State at six and six, and then we have a tie between Baylor and TCU. But if you look at the picks that we've had, we actually had three people pick TCU, two pick Baylor. So I would give TCU the top the, the tiebreaker there just because of the picks and say Baylor then TCU, uh, at least from the bottom six. And we haven't really talked about what we're going to talk about right now. Um, I have two questions for the group. And the first one is I'm going to kind of lead off here with my pick first. And so the question that I have for the group, based on the discussions we've had and what we think about these teams, the first question I have is which team is the most likely to break through and challenge the top four teams within the big 12. When I talk top four, I mean, based on the big four, what we've seen before, Iowa state, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, and Texas, who's the most likely to challenge those teams this season. And for me, I'm kind of going with a historical pick because this team has been a thorn in the side for a lot of those top four teams. I'm going to go and say my most likely pick to challenge the top four is Kansas state. And, and my reasoning behind that is, I, yes, we kind of decided we didn't really know what to do with Kansas State. I think they're probably going to be a little bit better this season than they were last year, hopefully with some consistent uh, quarterback play 
better play at running back and hopefully a little bit better defense. We'll see. Um, but what are you guys thinking? Do you guys have any uh, particular picks? Let's start with uh, Coach Banstra first. None of them. Like, if you make me pick, I'll pick. But, the, like, none of them are going to break in the top four. Okay. It's like, I think if you, like, pressured me, it'd be either be Baylor, just because I think they're the most likely because of their staff, or Texas Tech, because they're going to be desperate. And they're trying. when you're trying to save your job, one of two things happens. Either it implodes and you just get fired, which is about 80% of the time. The other rare 20% of the time, you find a way to win more than you should. Um, and the only reason I'm saying Texas Tech is they hired Sonny Comby, who's pretty decent at what he does. Um, but realistically, I don't think – I mean, the most likely person to jump in the top four is Texas. And, that, like, I mean, whether they were there or not, like, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and probably Oklahoma State are the consensus three of the top four. It's it At that point, it becomes, okay – it's probably TCU or Texas after that point. The rest of these, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff would have to go right. And that's ignoring these bad non-conference schedules, which are agitating me to death. The, the Long Islands and the Duquesnes and the – if you scrolled up, I'd probably find somebody else that annoy me right now. Um, but no, there, there's that, like – I mean, no. That's – oh, my God, I can't. And I can't justify picking anybody legitimately. Okay. Coach Steve, what are your thoughts? Now, this is the one to compete. You know, we're talking about competing with, like, the Oklahomas. I think we all know it's going to be probably TCU or Baylor. It's one of those two. And that's my simple answer. You know, TCU, the reason why, because they don't stay down very long. Baylor, because they've got a good staff. And they played tough last year. So, it's going to – it's got to be one of those two – I don't know if Vegas says that, but Coach Bancher can find out if that's what it is. But I think it's just one of those two. Um, the other ones are just too down, um, right, because they're Kansas. Like, that's that's kind of like – the others are just kind of down. Um, so, I think it's going to be TC or Baylor that will compete in the Big 12 for that top four spot with the Oklahomas of the world. Um because I think those two schools are going to figure out their defense to figure out how to compete in that big 12, big 12 of defense doesn't match, you know, but I think those two schools will figure out a way to slow some people down. Coach Heath. Pop me in the middle of the chat. Uh, Baylor is, is the only team that I think has a legitimate shot. And that means someone's got to fall off, which means that, um, they got to be Oklahoma State to me. That's that's what gets them in uh, in the top four. And I think that's it's the only shot that they have, and that's a you know I still think that's a tall task. So, yep, makes sense. Um, and so the next question that I have for you guys, and I will probably go last this time since I went first this time. And I really hope this doesn't necessarily sound like it's the exact same question. It's not meant to be the same question. Um, the next question is about your dark horse picks. Okay. Now you could take this one of two ways. You could say it's the dark horse pick. No one's talking about that could compete with the big four, or you can take it as it's the pick that no one's really talking about or everyone's down on, but they actually do a, better than what most people think um and so i'm gonna let you guys go 
either direction with this, but I'm actually going to let Coach Steve go first on this one. I defer my choice to Coach Banster because he's very excited for his <laughs> his choice. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll go Coach Heath first and then come back to Coach Banster. <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> all right so turn the chat off or you just got yeah i i know it's like dark horse, dark I'm, horse like, I'm like a damn dog and there's like squirrels everywhere and i don't know which one to freaking chase i mean geez i mean if we were if we weren't worried about losing our jobs i would post the chat but oh i, I wouldn't be fired immediately that, that, <laughs> Especially for the, the string of comments I made at about eight eight fourteen, that would not end well for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dark horse candidate to um, either compete with the top four, like basically no one, someone nobody's talking about, or dark horse candidate who most people think are going to be bad, but they're actually going to be a little bit better than we think. Like your surprise pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got it. Um, man. I guess it, it's got to be K State simply because, you know, then again, I look at, I said the same thing about West Virginia. So what the hell do I know? I mean, I, I mean, we'll just flip a coin and pick one at this point because those two teams, I mean, I just have a feeling that, um, you know, there's some potential to both of those teams, but I just don't know, don't know enough right now. Seeing that K State did well last year. Um, against Oklahoma, I guess that's where I would lean. And knowing that what I do about West Virginia, it made me go, ah. Eh. But I, I really think that you know Kansas State is that team. That uh, I mean, love I love the coach there. It's it's a tough place. Um, they're trying to build a culture of toughness there. Um, you know, to me that that's where. It, to me, that's that's the one legit team, in my opinion. And so, since you're so excited about this question, Coach Banster, what is what is your answer? My answer is Kansas because they have no expectation. So, if you win one or more games by default, they are the dark horse. So, legitimately, like if they win more than one game, everybody, be, that's all you will hear about next year is is Kansas back? Has Kansas figured it out? Did they hire the right person? So by default, Kansas is your dark horse because if they won anything more than one game, there you go. I knew he was going to do that. I just had this feeling that he was totally going to go and do that. I thought about it. I took the high road, decided not to do that. But should have known Banster would slide underneath. That's why he's a head coach and I'm not. What right is it there. they're saying? That's why what he's a they, head coach and I'm not. What do they say on social media now? It's like he understood the assignment. that's yeah so um my pick i kind of went the opposite route um it's someone who based on how they did the last couple seasons or last season especially i didn't really think they were going to be that good but i looked at their schedule my pick is baylor i didn't coming into this i didn't think they were going to be that good but looking at their schedule i think they're going to be and talking about their staff um, and the consistency that they, they should have this season. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going – I don't necessarily think they're going to compete with the big four. Um, I think they're going to be right outside of that, maybe the five, six range. But I think they're going to be better than they were last year, and I think they're going to be better than – they have the potential 
to be much better than what we picked them. We picked them consistently at seven and five. I think they, like we said in, in the episode, I think they, they could go even better um, than, than that. All right. So that has been episode number five. We talked the bottom six of the big 12. And so when we come back with the next episode, episode number uh, number six, I can't count today. <laughs> we are going to be talking about the top four, the big four in the conference. It's going to be Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa state and Oklahoma state. And we'll talk about um, who we think is going to be, conference champion and also we will have a discussion on who will most likely be um, a choice from the big 12 to make it to the college football playoff in 2021 and so for coach Banster, coach steve and coach heath this is coach sheffer signing off <laughs>